So, that's right. I've been in here this week loving what's going on. This is probably my favorite seminar because you guys, we signed a few years ago that we want to help you guys really go on with God while you're here. Not just tell you the basics. We'll see if we can push you a bit further in your walk with Jesus. And uh, I got uh, leadership, which I'm really pleased about. And uh, to be honest with you, what I probably would have just talked about is reading your Bible and praying. And there are just two essentials of being a leader. You can't be a leader if you're not hearing from God through the Word. You can't be a leader if you're not communicating with God in prayer. But because they'll cover the last two days, I'm not going to start there. I'm going to ask you to listen again online. Uh, so, but I'm going to talk about some other stuff instead. But before I do that, I loved Cassie's seminar at the beginning of the week where she got some of the orange t-shirts to act out some characters from the Bible. So, who is going to be, who's going to be our first one? There's a couple who are going to come and do, act out my first, uh, 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 yes, 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 here we come. Okay, it's up the come. Give a round of applause. They're going to mine for you uh, these particular Bible characters that you've got as a guest, and, and I'll help you understand why it's to do with leadership a bit later. Okay, well, they were meant to plan in advance, but they're talking now. That's fine. Okay, here they are. Who are these characters? Put your hand up if you think you know who they are. David and Goliath, no. Hands up, yes. Yep. It is Adam and Eve. Go on, you can do it more. They have so much more. Go on, carry on. <laughs> what is Adam doing? <laughs> oh, he thinks it's the snake. Ah, oh, yes. Okay. Oh, she's eating the apple. Oh, we've got the whole story going on here. Back to being Adam. Oh, very good. Oh, that tricks to Eve. She's going to tempt him as well. See the apple. Oh. <laughs> yes, that's what we're waiting for, the bunny shot. Thanks so much, guys. Brilliant. Excellent. Theologically slightly incorrect. I think poor Adam and Eve were probably together when the snake was charming her. Uh, but that's fine. Okay, right, next one. Um, is it Ezra? Ezra, everybody. Hi, Ezra. Okay, <laughs> let's see where you're going with this. <laughs> Brilliant. Put your hand up if you know Ezra, who Ezra's going to be. Yes. Samson, oh, <laughs> act out a bit more, go oh, is asleep, head shaved, oh no, he's so weak, <laughs> so that's my, that's my <laughs> yes, that's very brilliant, okay, um, another girl, is it Sarah who's going to help me, Sarah, 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 Sarah there, fantastic, come on Sarah, I'll be calm, run up, run up. <laughs> Jesus, to Jesus. Okay, so be happy that you know who, Jesus, who, who, who Sarah is. He is, he is Mary. Oh, tough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping an angel wasn't going to appear and her bump was going to have this, but whatever. Okay, last one. The last one's really the hardest. You got this one. Oh, yeah, buddy. Come on up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Saul, that's right, who then became the Apostle Paul. Very good. Actually, I couldn't think how you do it, but that was obviously a very obvious way of doing it. Very good. Okay, good. Okay, each of these people um, are... Oh, I just... 
laptop, let me look me out. Okay, yes, uh, each of these people were leaders in the Bible, and I'll explain about some of them as we go on. So Adam and Eve, right at the beginning, God spoke to them and said, you are to go and multiply and fill the earth and take charge of it all. And that's a charge that's given to all of us. We'll look at that in a moment. Samson was one of Israel's judges. Before they had kings, they had men and women who, all right, mate, calm down. Uh, had judges that helped uh, lead the people into godliness. And when, they weren't, when, there, when there were no judges, the people went off in error. But when they were there, they helped them. Uh, Mary, was she a leader? Mm, she was, yeah. Who thinks that mums lead sometimes? Yeah, I think so. You all had one. They all were inputted into your life and helped you grow up. And obviously, she had this amazing job of looking after Jesus, teaching him the word of God and how to live. And then, yes, the Apostle Paul, he was known for murdering Christians, but Jesus did a great work in his life. He ended up planting churches all across uh, the known world at the time. So there's some characters for you. So why is leadership so important? The Bible doesn't actually use the word, but it does talk about God making people in his own image. And we're made to be like him. And one of the ways that we can be like him is caring for and leading others. That's the way that God, God cares for us. He leads us. He inputs into our life. And he's asking us to do the same. One of, uh, one of the names of Jesus is he's the good shepherd. And shepherds lead sheep. And uh, we are the sheep. But also we're called to be under shepherds. That means to shepherd others as well. And uh, who wants to be a leader here? So some of you are like, yeah, totally. Lots of you are like, well, I don't know what other way to say that. Is that pride? Is it what's going on there? So I was like, oh, no, am I allowed to say I want to be a leader? Not a Christian camp, surely. No. Actually, you know what? It's a good thing to want to be a leader. Very clearly in the Bible, it says it's a noble thing to want to be a leader. And he's saying, yeah, I want to step up, take responsibility, lead others. I want to shepherd people the way that Jesus shepherds us. You know, that's a good desire. It's not a wrong one. If it's if it's if it's a good if it's a, has a good motive behind it, it's not a wrong one. Um, I know God doesn't need you for anything. Turn to the person next to you. Say, God does not need you, but God has chosen you. Now listen to Stephen. God loves you. And he chose you, not to be part of his family, but to be part of his kingdom and what he's doing on the earth. He doesn't need you to save anyone. He could just save people in dreams or just write out however he wants to do it. But as he's chosen to do it through people, he doesn't need you to lead other people. He could do that by himself. He sent pills, uh, pillars of cloud and pillars of fire. But he chooses to use people. When we read the Bible, we see time and time again, different characters, different people that God has chosen to lead his people. And he used different individuals and different churches. And right at the beginning, like I said, people were given a purpose. Right in chapter 1 of the Bible, it says this. And God blessed them, blessed Adam and Eve. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. We have a purpose to take hold of the world. The world was kind of birthed in a Celtic state, and we have to be those that take hold of it, build things, multiply things, organize things. That's part of our responsibility on earth. So when we see need as people, when we see opportunity, or maybe if we see injustice, we have to be those that get involved. That's God's heart. God doesn't just leave things alone, but gets involved. We can lead in our church, in our families. This could be in our friendship groups. This could be in our schools, in our jobs, and in our communities. When we're talking about leading, you don't just have to lead in your church. 
when we talk about leadership as Christians. Actually, God's calling you to be an influence no matter where you are. Wherever you are, you can shine for him and influence other people for the kingdom of God. It was great last night hearing about Liz and Rob Glover talking about the fact that this is what God called them to go to China, not sure what they were going to do. They got there and they saw this amazing need amongst children without families. And they said, you know what, we're going to step up. We're going to take responsibility. We're going to lead in this area. It's great to hear how God's using them. When the Bible talks about sin, it talks about sins that you commit. That means the things you, know, things you say that are wrong, things that you do that are wrong, things that you think, think that are wrong. But it also talks about sins that you omit which means you leave out. So the sins of, of omitting. When you have opportunity to do something and you don't do it. So it's not okay just to be neutral and go through life, not doing wrong, just kind of playing it safe. Because I know if I give you something to do in my name, then go and do it. We mustn't omit to do the good things that God has called us to do. One of our big prayers for New Day as a team has been that it would live up to some of the prophetic words that we believe that God has spoken over it. That is to be an event of national significance. That revival is to come through the young people of this event. We're praying that as we get a glimpse of God, whether in the meeting last night, it was amazing, just Francis Chan talking about having reverence for God. As we see God, that something changes in us and we line up our lives with him and we start taking big radical steps for him. Begin to lead our own lives Actually, you know, as tenuous it was, the link. Actually leading our own lives, taking responsibility for who we are and the way we act, and then taking responsibility for the things that we see around us. And uh, I, uh, where I live, um, I've got quite a few friends who've got massive dogs. I've got one mate, Dave. He's got like a husky, uh, pit bull, and something else. And uh, he goes for a walk with them. But really, they take him for a walk. He's literally like this. Just, you know, it's just walking him down like this. It's crazy. I'm like, they are clearly taking you for a walk, Dave, not the other way around. And so our lives can be like that. Our lives can just be a runaway. Just like, whatever's happening, I'm just kind of just chasing behind what's going on in my life. And actually, with those who take responsibility for lives, like, no, no, I'm going to lead myself. I read the Bible. This is the way I want to live. I'm going to go for it. And I can commit myself. It's a bit like what Steve was talking about this morning. You know, at age 11, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to unite myself with Christ. I'm not going to be swayed by everything else. I'm not going to be led by anything else. I'm going to lead myself with the Holy Spirit's help. So when we look at other leaders in the Bible, it's wonderful looking at Samson, looking at Mary, looking at Apostle Paul. There's loads and loads for us to learn from them. But each and every one of them is flawed. None of them is a perfect leader. There is only one perfect leader, and that is Stephen Dawson. Nah, you're right. It is Jesus. Well done, all of you. Good. Yes, it is, of course, Jesus. He is the ultimate leader. He is King of Kings and Lord of Lords, reigning on Hawaii with all power and sovereignty and majesty over everything. But also when we look at the life of Jesus, we see that he is the servant king. His kind of leadership is very different to the world's kind of leadership. His kingdom is like an upside down kingdom. When we talk about leadership in the world, it's like, hey, take um, lead, become the boss, become the top person you can. In Jesus' kingdom, it's about serving. It's about laying down your life. It's about humbly um, submitting yourself before others, other people. The night before Jesus died, he washed his disciples' feet. Anyone got smelly feet a new day? Mine are gross. I tell you, mine are absolutely disgusting. They still have fish on them from yesterday's games. They're pretty minging, I have to say. And uh, you wouldn't want to wash my feet. But Jesus washed feet as a sign of, you know what? I am the leader. 
I am the one who's going to save you, but I'm also the one that loves you and washes your feet. And if you want to be a leader, let me encourage you. The first thing to do is you need to learn to be like Jesus and to serve. You need to learn how to serve. Jesus went so far in his serving that he laid down his very own life for others. What does it look like for us then to follow Jesus? This stream is called Disciple. It means follower. We're meant to follow in Jesus' example. And we're to lead in the way that he leads. And so in God's kingdom, God is looking for those to give responsibility to. He wants to give leadership to those that he can trust. And this is what he says about trust in Luke 16, 10. Whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much. And whoever is dishonest with very little will also be dishonest with much. And this really passage is really talking about money very explicitly. But the principle still applies. When it comes to responsibility, we're to be faithful with it. Prove to God that we can be trusted. God never ever tempts us, but God does put us through tests. And right now, each of you are going through a test. God has given you situations in your life. He knows the school you're in. He knows the family you're in. He knows each, in, each individual situation you're currently facing. And each of them are an opportunity for you to follow in Jesus' example. Each of them is an opportunity to say, will you serve the people in your situation? Will you moan or complain about what's before you? Or will you take as an opportunity to grow in the character that I want to build into you? God doesn't, God doesn't want to make your life comfortable. He wants to make your life good. But good and comfortable are not the same thing. He wants good for your life, but often that means he's going to put you through tough stuff. So you learn how to get, become a leader or learn how to be tough. Learn how to uh, apply his word to your situations. So whatever situation right now you're thinking, oh, I hate this about my life. When you start viewing it through the lens of, but God's given me this situation. And he wants to use it to grow me and make me into the man or woman that he wants me to be. So maybe he's a leader that he wants to be. And now when we look at, um, oh, I'll take a quick story. Uh, when it comes to the world's kind of leadership and, and uh, the kingdom kind of leadership, I'm a school governor. In fact, I'm the chair of governors of my kids' school. And um, my kids are like, what does that really mean? I don't really understand. It's like, well, I help make sure that the leadership of the team are doing what they're meant to be doing. So Mr. Williams, I make sure he's doing the right job. They're like, so are you Mr. Williams' boss? And I was like, well, yeah, I kind of am. And my kids the next day bragging right to school, like, guess what? My dad's the boss around here. And I was just like, no, 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 that's not the point. That's not the point. And I just had to, had to sit down again and said, no, I'm, I'm serving the school. I don't get paid for it. I'm there just to help the school make sure it stays on track on vision and strategy and safety and all that kind of stuff. I'm not the boss. Although if the head teacher needed removing, that would be part of the role of serving the school. But it's about serving. And that's the, that's the difference. It's not about lording over and being the boss man. It's about serving others. So looking at a couple of examples of those who begun to discover their own leadership and uh, the situations they're in and using it to honor God. I always love to think of King David. He's the most famous king in the Bible. He was epic. He was awesome. Uh, but the reality is there was a time in his life when he was a young lad when he had the worst job in the family. He was a shepherd. And being a shepherd basically means you lived at New Day all the time without showers and with sheep. And so instead of all the people here, it was lots of sheep and it was smelly. And he had a smelly, lonely job in the field. It was not very glorious, not very glamorous, not very kingly. Well, how, how did he use that time? He used that time to be close to God. 
He used that time to write psalms and songs to God and get a relationship with him that was steadfast and sure. Do you feel lonely right now? Do you not have enough friends? Not enough people inputting into your life? You can go to God. I had a time in my life where it was like that, where I felt massively overlooked. And God is speaking to me saying, but you got me. And uh, you're not made to be alone. It is good to be to have other people. And do pray. They have good connections. But you know what? This might be a season in your life of thinking, well, I just got to learn how to go to God. And uh, also when David was out in the, in the fields, he had to kill lions and bears and wolves, didn't he? Had to learn how to protect the sheep. And no doubt he had some close calls at times. But he had to learn how to wield his slingshot well. He had to learn how to stalk his prey, all that kind of stuff. So when it came to killing Goliath, he had two things. He had a trusting God that had come from being alone with him for, for years. He had a, and he also had the skill to kill Goliath. He had a good aim with his slingshot. What is it right now in your life? You might be, things you're going through, thinking, why am I going through this? And goes like, because there's something I want to prepare you for. There's a Goliath that I want to kill that you need to learn the skills you're currently doing. Let me give you another example. The other example is a really great guy. Um, I mean, honestly, awesome. And um, I really love him. And it's me. And uh, I, uh, when I first moved to Brighton, I started doing kids club. And uh, it was where we just got on buses and got kids from various council estates and bust them into it. And we did this big Saturday morning takeaway type thing, uh, a bit like 12 to 14s, funny enough. And uh, I did that, got involved, learned how to lead the team, learned how to pray with kids and stuff like that. And I was just in my early 20s thinking, I'm just, I just want to serve the church. This is what the church is doing right now. Little did I know that 10 years later, someone's going to say, hey, we'd love you to come and lead 12 to 14s. We think you've got the skills. It's like, wow. Just like I just faithfully served week in, week out. No one knew me there. It's lovely people come and say, how are you going to get a selfie? No one was asking for selfies with Stephen Dawson back then. They're like, can you scrub the whole floor again? And can you make the rotors? And can you speak to the buses about the, this and the other? That's what it was. But just faithfully working through. And then God at the right time says, great, you've got the skills you need. But not just skills. There's all character stuff. I am a bit of a, I can't find the right word. Um, that's not too offensive. Just a bit of a div, honestly. And uh, I just make mistakes all the time. And, uh, but the, I've learned that the mistakes we make aren't to get us down. The opportunity for us to go to God and say, God, teach me something in this. And I make lots of mistakes when I led Kids Club. I upset my team. I did things that were too dangerous for young people. Can you imagine? And uh, just, you know, I've begun to learn where the line was. So when the line came, I knew when I was jumping over it, like this morning. Okay. Thanks, you learned. Let me give you a couple of other examples. Well, Joseph and the amazing technical dream coat. I love the story of Joseph. It's probably my favorite story in the Bible. And uh, Joseph, again, young man, fairly arrogant at the age of 17, bragging about his coat, bragging about his dreams. But when, it, when the, kind of the rubber hit the road and Joseph was in slavery in Potiphar's house, he honored God. He served where he was. He wasn't in the land where he should have been. He could have quite happily been really begrudging. Say, I'm not where I'm meant to be. God, you've done me wrong. I'm just going to grump about it. I'm going to steal. I'm going to cheat. I'm going to look out for myself. But instead, he chose to honor God in the place that he was. And God elevated him. And so he became the chief in Potiphar's house. And you think, wow, you've honored God. And what does God do? God puts you in prison. Woohoo! So he's in prison for something he didn't do. You think, right, now, you can, now you've got the right, you've got, definitely got the right to moan and complain now. You can live for yourself now. But what does he do? He serves the prison guard. He serves the prison. He acts honestly and with integrity. What does God do? Raises him up again. Raises, he's in charge of the prison. And eventually, God, through all of that, has been preparing him 
testing him. Can I trust this man if I give him all the wealth of Egypt? And Joseph passed each and every test. So he's ready then to be elevated to become the prince of Egypt. Why is it in your life right now? Where are you at? What's going on in your life? We're thinking, right now I'm just moaning or complaining about this. I'm not leading myself. I'm not leading others around me. I'm not living up to the test that God's putting before you. Let me encourage you. We'll have a moment in a moment to go back into our groups. To have a little think. What are the situations I'm in that I could be leading right now? That God could be using to prepare me to be a leader later on in life? Let me say just a couple of more things before I finish. One of the things I found really inspiring is looking at other people's lives. Uh, um, people both I know and people back through history as well. So Neil has been leading worship. Has he been doing a great job? He's just rocking. And I love Neil. And uh, I... Someone said to me, why don't you get lead, Neil to lead worship in 12 to 14s? I was like, you know, you know, you know Neil? I was like, I don't know. I don't know what call Neil. He's like, yeah, Neil, he's in your venue already. I was like, I don't know him. He said, yeah, he's the guy with the high-vis jab, uh, high-vis vest and helps, you know, lay the carpets. I was like, that Neil? He leads worship. I was like, I thought he was just a carpet layer. He's like, no, because you know what? Neil got, Neil's been part of this event for a long time. He was a young person and he grew up through New Day and he came back when he was 19 and just began sewing away laying carpets, doing what needs to be done, helping out with various venues. Nothing glorious, nothing glamorous, just serving, loving Jesus, saying, Jesus, well, how can I serve you? How can I serve what you're doing in the world? And it's just wonderful. It's been a real proud moment for me this year to see him in the blue, in the big top, absolutely rocking it the other night. Just thinking, man, that guy's there, not because he sought after fame and fortune, because he wanted to serve you, Jesus. He passed the test of saying, is this about you or is it about me? He's like, no, it's about you, Jesus. And Jesus raises up those who humble themselves and serve others. I also love reading biographies of people who've done it right down through the centuries. Just recently finished a book about a guy called Nate Saint, who was a guy who just boldly said, God, I'll go wherever you send me. And I ended up finding, flying planes for missionaries in uh, South America. Ended up dying for his faith at the age of 30-something. And it's like just bold stories about men and women who said, I'll do whatever you want. Go wherever you tell me to go. And that's my heart for you, really. That you think, you know what? I don't want a comfortable life. I don't want an easy life. I want to do the things that God calls me to do. I don't want to admit to do the things he's telling me to do. Last verse for you, 1 Timothy 4.12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young. But set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, faith, and purity. Now, when you read the first bit, don't let anyone look down on you. You're like, yeah, they shouldn't look down on us. We're really important and amazing. That's not the point of the verse. The point of the verse is, even though you are young, you can set the example for others. In the way you speak, in the way you conduct yourself, in the way that you love others, in the way you trust in God, and in your purity and your desire to kill sin in your life. You can be a provocation to your friends, but you can be a provocation to adults too. I am naturally very selfish, particularly when it comes to food. I'm not very good at sharing uh, my food. And my kids are brilliant at it. And they shame me all the time. They're like, Dad, can I have a bit of your whatever? I'm like, no. They're like, okay, do you want some of mine? It's like, So they've been, they just taught me. They just taught me to be generous. My wife's very generous. They get it from her. You can be an example. You can lead even now. You haven't got to wait till later in life what God's got for you then. You can do that even now. I'm going to pray for you and then we'll get into our group. Does that sound okay? 
Dear Father God, thank you that you've got a purpose for each and every one of our lives, Lord God. You know where we're going to be tomorrow. You know we're going to be in five years, ten years. And I thank you the situations we're in now, aren't, we're not in them by accident. Even the really tough stuff isn't an accident, Lord God. But each and every opportunity is an opportunity to look to you to serve you and to serve others. I pray help us to be really wise in seeing that, understanding it and following it through. Holy Spirit, we need your help. We know this isn't easy, but we want men and women who are seeking hard after you and leading in every area of life, in the church, in the family, in the workplace, in education, and in our communities, Lord God. So I pray help us to rise up and be the men and women you're calling us to be, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.